welcome back to the Beast King Podcast. And the last time that we did a podcast on Black Panther, not everyone from the Beast King had seen it. Whole compliment of the crew has seen it. So we'll start with Keith. What are your feelings about Black Panther? I was expecting a lot worse, and I managed to stay away from all of the spoilers. I knew some things were going to pop off based off of some general uh, thoughts and opinions that have gone around. But I didn't know about some of the deaths. I didn't know about the changes. Definitely didn't know about the last couple of minutes. I heard good opinions on several aspects of the movie and some bad stuff about it. And But I didn't get a whole lot of uh, detail on it. So I came in pretty fresh, as fresh as you could come into a movie like this that's been out for like a couple of weeks now. So my opinion was low. And to be honest with you, I'm still not a huge fan of uh, Letitia Wright's Sherry taking over as uh, Black Panther and everything. And a lot of my fears feelings were warranted, but definitely wasn't as bad or as um, the, the negatives I had in my head did not uh, come to fruition for the most part. So first and foremost, they definitely did a, their tribute to Chadwick very well. Done appropriately, I think. I definitely can see the reasoning. You can kind of tell from the writing and the way Ryan Coogler directed it. Chadwick's death was a blow. Telling this story was basics of it with Namor coming on, the, the Mesoamericans and coming into play and the uh, geopolitical things going on. That you know, It was definitely supposed to be T'Challa in the lead of that. And it probably would have been a stronger movie had that. Well, I'm not, not going to say problem. I believe it would have been a stronger movie had they done that with T'Challa. Yeah. A couple of articles talking about Chadwick's brother kind of before his passing. He was kind of on the side of like, hey, well, just go ahead and figure somebody in to be basically recast a role. Right. And at least his brother's take on Black Panther just because the symbolism of having a black male in that spot meant more than the person. Right. And I can definitely see that they felt that it was doing anything other than that would kind of cheapen. There was a whole lot of emotional reaction of responses to what happened to Chadwick going on there. And after watching this movie, I can understand Ryan Coogler. Like he is a phenomenal filmmaker. I was drawn in to the whole of the story that he tried to tell that damn good job namor that is a hell of a take on namor everything i've seen about namor i've read in the comic books and everything he's one of my favorite comic book characters he's an arrogant self-serving or in terms of self-serving to his people all about him and his people like he doesn't give a shit about anybody else he's not a hero to save your life he'll get you out of the goddamn way if necessary to get the job done i had problems with letitia wright as and that's basically the actress and her look overall and i hate to be that person but um <laughs> i'm just gonna have to be i kind of wish she gained 20 pounds of muscle there and tried to fill the suit out a little bit watching her in that suit just running around and, and fighting namor was just like uh that doesn't quite look possible they didn't make use of mbaku well he was more on the one hand he was starting to fill a void of like a valued counselor but then in the next scene they'd have him as comic relief having his people hold the women up while they're swinging on the ropes uh what was that movie uh the the great wall yeah it's like they were doing on the great wall and shit so i was like nah, yeah no. you know what it reminded me of gi joe retaliation oh god yeah and i'm gonna tell you right now those iron man armors that they were running around with that was ridiculous yeah that, that it, was one of them looked like sonic no it looked exactly like sonic like it was ridiculous there was absolutely no but it's comic book accurate you know i don't care 
All right. Change everything else for the comic books. The she fact that was, was badass. Like, they should have kept them, like, without the sense of armor. That armor looked ridiculous. It was no good. And Riri, uh, Never she wasn't necessary for the plot. She, she really wasn't. They could have just had some nameless scientist be the cause of that. You don't even need it. And then... On top of that, vibranium. And then, well, on top of that, they already had Captain America's shield, which is made out of vibranium. Because just explain it off that way that hey, we got Captain America's shield at some point. They had the shield because they gave it to John Walker, so they could ran some tests on it. Get why they had to hold the idea of a vibranium detector and stuff, and that that basically just set Namor off and shit. And because he was fear of of people of an invasion by a surfer world on his land, that made sense. Problem was that. Riri didn't need to be front and center in an action capacity. Problem with her is that this is the backdoor pilot for her TV show. That's exactly it. There's no other point for her. There's no other point for her to even be in this, other than they're just basically stuffing the minorities into one movie. Hey, the minorities will come out to support the other minorities because you guys are dumb. Make it happen. Builds her own Iron Man suit. No, no, that's not necessary. And that whole action sequence and everything where flying around takes out a, a Predator drone and shit. I'm like, uh, how do you go from being a college student to shooting down military assets out of the sky on and top of cops? all of her dialogue was just very... Cringy. Uh, no, it's, it's, like, it's very it's abrupt. It's just like, yeah, man. My, I wasn't feeling it. Let's go to Big Mike. So Big Mike has been on the streets a lot, and he wants to let all his haters know... When he rolls up on the block and them shells drop, the house be acting like it's hopscotch. <laughs> <laughs> After we saw the first one, like we immediately bought tickets to go see it again in IMAX, like the following week. Mm-hmm. And when we left out of this, so she said she thought it was good. It's not surprising for me. Right away, she's like, I don't have a desire to go see it again, though. She could easily wait till mm-hmm. it comes on TV. She has no want to go see it again and basically the way that i basically explained to the people and me and beep had this conversation several times is you know i agree with keith i thought it was better than what i thought it was going to be and so the best way i could sum it up is i think it was as good as it could be given the circumstance that marvel put themselves in if that makes sense because i think there was some articles kind of post the movie coming out that ryan coogler had some obviously ideas and it's supposed to be some deeper story about T'Challa and, and Namor was always supposed to be the antagonist. I mean, he's not necessarily the villain, but he's the antagonist, yeah. the foil. And so that's basically something that I read, too. So it sounds like they had a very different story originally planned, focused around T'Challa and kind of life after the blip, people that has been lost from Wakanda and different things that he suffered, and now he's king, and now he's told the world. Wakanda exists and they agreed to help the world and all that. So it's supposed to really revolve around all of that. And then, again, basically because right. they decided that, okay, we're not going to recast it because we don't want to disrespect the legacy and all that BS. Instead of doing what we said the day that he passed in that original podcast of, one, you need to recast it. But if you're not going to do that, you need to just delay the movie altogether and kind of rework this thing and really sit down and figure out how to go forward. And instead, they did the dick move of, okay, instead of coming out in February, we're going to bump it to November, but try and rewrite the script and figure it out and get the shooting because we need to get it out. And I thought the movie was good for that circumstance. It could have been better. But, I mean, honestly, my main weak point was uh, Shuri, which mm-hmm. I already knew going in she was probably going to be it. They finally had kind of leaked it in the trailer and the Lego toy set leaked. So you kind of already knew that 
what it was going to be. So I tried to go in and not focus on her so much, if that makes sense. Because I'm like, all right, well, I'm already yeah, same here. So I'm not worried about her. How's everything else? And like I said, everything else was good. Angela Bassett carried the movie on her back. Brought it like she always does. Mbaku, I wasn't mad at. I felt like maybe they like he really said, reduced this character just because they had to give more time to reread, denied. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting to. They took time away from the established characters like Mbaku. It took a lot of time away from those established characters who had actual stakes in the movie who we knew and would have had more of an emotional stake by 10, 15 minutes, I think. They kept saying that the movie's going to focus kind of like on the world of Wakanda, and it didn't feel like that at all. It was pretty much just a Shuri movie if you really want to boil down to it. Well, um, on the original podcast, Matt described it as the Fast and the Furious series when Vin Diesel wasn't in the series for those maybe two movies. <laughs> and, yeah. and then I also made an analogy with that where it's the movie where Paul Walker just kind of got written out because he died. You reference him just in passing. My issue, them not recasting, comes from a fact that T'Challa died in the first movie, technically. Yeah. He dies during a blip, and he dies off screen in this movie. And it is too much for that one character that has only had one standalone movie mm-hmm. to go through, Ryan Coogler had this idea of this is how it is. I understand you don't want to make it look like, well, Disney's the machine. We can put anybody into the role and they can be T'Challa. But again, for the strength of the movie and for the strength of the character, they should have recast. Because... To me, this movie is basically three different movies. It's the movie that Ryan Coogler's original idea, the movie that we got, and then it is also a setup for the Thunderbolts and Ironheart. Okoye, great. Dormalazi, of course. Awesome. I love Namor. Disney tried to ride this fine line of, like, you couldn't go full tilt Namor because you now got a young Shuri as the lead, and if Namor was truly Namor, he'd have shit it all over, and then you just had a bunch of backlash of, oh, she became Black Panther, and Namor beat the shit out of her. But they rode this line of, we'll let you know just how hard this dude goes. That one scene when Shuri's begging him about Riri, and she's like, you know, please don't. And he basically looked at her like, no fucks given. You heard what I said, and I'm not playing. If you don't do what I told you to do, I'm fucking, I'm gonna fuck Wakanda up. Wait, wait, he sees the queen right there, he's like, nope. You got to go. And then he's like, bury your people, bury your dead, join me or die. I'm like, I'm with it. That's exactly. I'm telling you, I'll say this dude's worse than that on a good day. Oh, yeah. Neymar was no fucking joke. I'll kill a surface world. I'll kill all of you. Only reason you're alive is because you got some people who could potentially fuck my shit up enough that'll make take a break, that'll make me take a pause. How did you guys feel about where Shuri meets Neymar and they go to the the Mesoamerican Atlantis mm-hmm. and like it turns into a Disney princess movie. It turns into a love story. She looked at me at one point and she's like, are they supposed to fall in love? And I said, I don't think so. I said, but that's what it feels like it's going to. <laughs> I mean, it turns into a little mermaid, the princess and the frog, basically. Started going that route and I was sitting there, but you know, again, I keep pointing everything back to 
like you said, three different movies. Like the name one stuff, I believe, was one thousand percent originally in the script. That's how it was supposed to be. Somehow, you know, but I don't think it had anything to do with the vibranium detection. I think it had to do with T'Challa letting the world know Wakanda exists, and then him being like, "Yo, because you let the world know Wakanda exists, motherfucker, they might come for us next or find us." And that was supposed to be the beef between them. And then mm-hmm. Ryan tried to work everything around that, and it turned into the Shuri story. And then, like you said, they piled in Riri. Which you could have literally just did her on the show on Disney Plus mm-hmm. and just did her whole origin, but throw her in here as in, oh, we got to let you know she exists and this is why, because she's smart. And like, yeah, you could have done all this on the show, but it was also the whole Disney's agenda is female forward right now. So it was like, okay, we got to group women. And I think that was the whole purpose of all that. And so, given the circumstances they put themselves in, good as you were probably going to get, because I honestly thought it was going to be way worse. I agree. I thought it was going to be. Okay. I thought it was gonna be woke trash. Well, something I, I, I had I, mentioned I been better than Thor: Love and Thunder. Going in, I was like, "Man, this just probably well, worse than fucking Marvel." Anything is better than Love and Thunder, but I think what I mentioned on the first movie when we reviewed it, kind of universally, nine ten. This movie, you can't give that same kind of unanimous praise decision score to it. It's like obviously they had the lead character, the person playing the lead character die. But there could have been better stories out of this than what we got. Yeah. And all- unfortunately, the way they did it, again, if you really thinking about stuff, you kind of already know how all this is about to go coming up, which takes all the mystery out of shit. Because now it's like, eh, whatever. I see how y'all going to do this, and I wish I didn't know. <laughs> he ain't left nothing to the, to the yeah. imagination at all at this point. And then... Like, even from Civil War about T'Challa and T'Chaka, is that he's honoring his father because his father died in a blast. The first Black Panther movie is about family. I mean, regardless if it's Killmonger and T'Challa. And then this one, they try to do it again, but in the worst way possible, by keeping secrets for no reason. Well, not talking about T'Challa has a son. That okay. Well, I, I'm just saying that like, the whole thing is about family dynamics between the father and the son. Obviously, like now that's all different. You lose out on that because if they had done what they should have done, which is recast, you have ways to explore family and other possibilities rather than doing the safe Disney thing of giving you more princesses. Fine for Disney to. Just say, like, well, hey, we already have characters, but in actuality, Shuri is a bit character. You show up for a couple of scenes and you disappear because you're not that important. In this, they had no other thing to do, but it's just like, it was the wrong decision. And I'm not knocking the movie. I gave it a five. Will I watch this movie again? No. There's no point. Fact is, you can kind of see the Disney meddling, which has now changed, I guess. The whole government subplot is pointless. It does not need to be there. The re-re plot does not need to be there. And then the movie's long, and then the movie has a weird arc to where the final battle is probably less than 10 minutes and ends weirdly. So it's just like you spend all this time kind of building up to something that's just like really not fulfilling. And then from a more global standpoint about the Marvel universe that you ended 
this phase on something doesn't necessarily have a lot of stakes involved. You killed half of the universe. You can't come back from that. Like, that is universe-ending stuff. And it, this is supposed to be the the multiverse phase. You don't explore anything with that. And I'm not saying it needs to be in this movie, but it's indicative of the other problems that Disney has had. It's just like, again, you ended this movie, and there's all the movies behind it fill in other stuff that likely have happened. Was that Doctor Strange probably would have been in this spot if Black Panther had to stuck to the February-ish early part of the year, it would have been that. So it would have been Black Panther, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. Because that would have made the most sense. Since they don't even talk about what happened in the Eternals. I'm not looking at the bigger meta stories anymore with the Marvel movies. So I wasn't looking for all that. The backdoor pilots, as we call them, that's what I'm going to start calling them. They're more not interconnected stories. They're more like backdoor pilots for the Disney Plus stuff. It seems like we're getting. I think Matt had compared Riri to America Chavez. Um, yep, she no was about, about as uh, like I, I don't know. I like I said. I, I, I mean, I, all I all it is is just a MacGuffin to get the story going, and then. Well, the uh, no, I thought that the vibranium it's, detector it's, made sense. It's, it's the, like, that does not matter. The like the vibranium detector does not matter. The point is that the same thing with America Chavez that if we don't get you, like we're destroying everything. So you have to die in order for everything else to live. And it's the same thing from that movie to this movie. Inconsequential character has to be important to drive the story forward. And yeah. if the story could have been different, I mean, obviously the story is going to be whatever somebody writes it to be. But if the story was like, hey, Pinky Swears to say, I'm not going to tell anybody about Mesoamerican Atlantis. I won't build any more vibranium detectors. And I'm just in... Wakanda honing my skills, learning from my people. That ends this whole thing. But go ahead. All right. So I didn't have as say, a visceral reaction to, to Riri. I just kind of ignored her character. <laughs> she took away from the other characters that could have been in there. Mm-hmm. The plot line of the vibranium detector made sense. Wakanda being known to the world, just simply having it that, oh, Wakanda just said that they made vibranium known to the world. Wakanda has opened themselves up to everybody. Now we're kind of pissed off about that. It makes sense that the vibranium detector and them searching for it in the ocean, that's the thing that triggers Namor to want to one-up and just fuck everybody up. That made sense. M'Baku and the Queen, like the ties that were to the previous movie, like the Queen when she fired Okoye and she basically told her flat out, yo, you stood by while Killmonger shanked my son and took over the kingdom and mm-hmm. let us down this whole fucked up path. You clowns watch it. Well, I had to go crawl into you and Baku and his people for help. No, I got no love for you. So the movie was stronger when it stayed in those elements. Started back to piloting Riri and the Thunderbolts. Ross's character feed them little intel and stuff. Yeah, he's, the that, intel that was character useless. is worthless. Like, really? Yeah, the intel he was given was useless. I mean, common sense would have told shit was going down in that direction. I would have to agree with you. Like, it felt like a couple of different movies, but had they stuck with, I want to say it was Ryan Coogler's original idea, even reworked it with just Shuri, it would have been fine. They didn't have to have Shuri be the Black Panther. There's nothing special about her bloodline that makes it necessary if they're the only ones that can survive the hardship world, mm-hmm. unless I'm mistaken. Black Panther doesn't necessarily have to be that person. It could have been denied, it could have been M'Baku. I mean, T'Challa and because technically by, by the first movie, whoever challenges and wins. Yeah, is they the get the hardship Yeah. 
Yeah, whoever's king doesn't necessarily need to be, or king and or queen at this point, doesn't necessarily have to be the Black Panther. Without going to that. So remember I told you early on they had a rumor, I guess, dude confirmed it now that at some point when they were sitting in the writing room, sure he wasn't going to be it. And they were deciding between M'Baku and I think Nakia. And I had heard they landed on M'Baku. So I thought at one point, like, maybe that's the route they were going to go. And then secondly, with the way stuff ended at the end, after he comes off and basically challenges without her there, I'm like, so you kind of handed him the mantle without, though? Because I don't think he would go Black Panther. I think they're setting him up for his comic identity, which is basically Manate. Because technically, as King, he would get the heart-shaped bird. Yeah. And then he'd get the super strength and the power and all that. But he's going to identify eight. He's not going to go Panther. Right. So I think that was the whole purpose of that whole thing. Not gonna call him man ape. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna go. Over <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm joking. They're not gonna call him man ape this day and age. Shuri didn't need to go that route, and quite honestly, it would have made more sense for Shuri to have built the Iron Man armor or something like that, and called yeah. herself Ironheart. That would have made what, way what more sense. They were gonna do well. I don't think they would call. Her. I think they would stick to come, but I thought. When I heard Riri was in the movie, I thought she was going to Wakanda. Shuri was going to build her the first suit. Right. You know, since she comes in, I'm so good. Or that she would at least get the technology from Wakanda. Because in the comics, she is a genius that goes to MIT. And she ends up getting Tony Stark's AI. And he's the one that guides her and all that. She builds a suit. But I thought that she was going to end up in Wakanda to get the technology. I didn't think she built it in some garage somewhere. And that's just how I went. I went out Wait, is that what I think it is? And you look up, it's an Iron Man armor. You're like, oh, come the fuck on. At MIT, and she's got a goddamn armor that she can fly. Get the hell out of here. Come well, on Well, the more compelling thing would have been, again, to just give her her own series, and you watch all that develop to where she gets scrap parts, and she starts putting it together, and she ends up finding the AI, just like the comic. And Tony ends up guiding her, some version of Tony's AI. Mm-hmm. God on how to build a suit. That would have been the better way to go. But Yeah, it could have been Friday. could have been the other AI. Disney conversation that will like could have been like a scroll taking Tony Stark form. <laughs> could have been that helping her, but I've heard Robert Downey Jr. was not averse to doing a couple of cameo appearances and stuff. Like that's another conversation to have. <laughs> now, he's not averse to it. It's just something popping off. You know, his produced movie use a little funding, pay for this. You do a couple of little cameos. That's basically it. I mean, Finally, got... one bit of news came out, and I'm pretty sure. A whole lot of people about to come back. So, but that's a <laughs> conversation. It, it was clear that somebody stepped in, and I don't know if it was Chapek Screw or who. Uh, somebody stepped in and were like, we need more of this, that, and the third. And it felt like somebody was meddling. I mean, particularly. It's all Chapek. Yeah, I mean, partic- <laughs> oh, yeah. particularly when the story, whatever Ryan Cooper had originally wrote, is like, oh, well, since you're going to rewrite it anyway, well, let's just throw out some ideas and. Here's all. Yeah, we got to make sure this is handled appropriately. Now, I'm sitting down telling my wife and my sister after watching it and my brother-in-law and I, we're like, look, we got a problem with this. And this is the problem. And there was moments of brilliance in the movie, like clear brilliance. I can tell it was Ryan Coogler because there were moments in there like, you know, Shuri's moments, like when she was dealing with her grief. I was fine with the movie dealing with that. I was more than fine watching Prima Ronda or Angela Bassett manage the kingdom and her own grief going through and managing and then having to deal with namor popping up in the middle of the goddamn bush swimming up a damn river what did he say it was 100 miles away he got up there in like in seconds and stuff you're like hey uh, i'm namor i've got more people than you we're all stronger faster and 
tougher than you are. Handle this situation or we're going to fuck you up. And we're out. That was brilliant. That was some G type shit. That was some geopolitical shit. That shit had me thinking, oh, when Dr. Doom comes on board, this shit is going to get insane. If they keep the same level of energy, when Dr. Doom comes on the scene, it's going to be fucking sick. They ended up not necessarily dumbing it down, but they just ended up saying, we got to uh, add this in here. Now, I don't want to use the word inclusivity, but we got to add this in here. We got to put this in here because we got to add more princesses, as Barry says. Princessify it or something. It ended up derailing a lot of it. And Cougar was good enough to kind of get the focus back on it. I think the only way he was able to do that was by tugging on the heartstrings, which is why you got that last five minutes. It's kind of like every once in a while you would have something pop off in terms of a scene about Chadwick or a scene saying, hey, if the child was here, this shit wouldn't happen. We wouldn't have this problem. The weakest part about that, it was Shuri, but at some point I had more of a problem with the actress playing Shuri and, and her physicality than anything else than the character herself being in that position or that role. The objections to the movie and stuff are pretty minor. Um, and it doesn't detract that much from it, as I said. But I'm going to agree with Mike. This movie is way better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be complete trash from the outset. But definitely better than 411 Thunder. So I'll give you guys that much. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Keith, what score would you give Black Panther to War for Wakanda, Wakanda Forever, whatever the movie's called? The good outweighs the bad on this. So it's definitely not a nine. I'm definitely watch it again. But I'm going to give this movie a 7.5, mostly because I would watch this again. I Actually, I'll have to because... The wife loves it, but I would definitely watch it again. It's not one of Marvel's best. I came out of the theater feeling what the filmmakers wanted me to feel. I didn't laugh at the emotional scenes or I didn't cringe too much. So I thought it was a strong story. Unfortunately, Disney derailed it a few times, but Google managed to bring it back. They definitely could have used people who were not emotionally invested as the filmmakers were. And that is either recast the role or postpone a movie chill for a couple of years and let things play out then come back at it again you know? well i think about that season of spartacus the main yes, actor I remember. I died, basically did the ganicus storyline and then spartacus mm-hmm. came back different actor but still the same strength and it was like really just the strength of the writing and the storyline mm-hmm. pushed that forward even though main actor died you still got the gravitas out of another actor correct it took like two years before they came back a good year waiting for him to get better then they did the ganicus story the prequel storyline and then they said all right we got to do this and you know he passed away and they were like okay we got to go we got to do this and i think matt and james had mentioned even if you were going to try to do this storyline they could just made it happen during the blip Mm -hmm. and then recast it t'challa in the next movie when things weren't as emotionally invested or emotionally high but big mike what sort would you give black panther wakanda forever i agree with keith on the good outweighs the bad but my score is definitely not as high just because like i said i don't have this burning desire to go see this again <laughs> so right now i just i have it as sick that's kind of where we were during the original yeah. podcast I didn't want to do five because, I, like I said, I did like certain aspects of it. I was impressed with how they didn't name more. I like that whole story with him. Some of the OG characters and especially Angela Bat's performance. Like I said, I got it at a six. Definitely not Marvel's best work. But, again, that goes back to 
their decision making as of late and just the whole direction that Disney had been taking. So again, I've been seeing recast as a data man past, not to be disrespectful, but just again, like I said, I got a feeling just hearing all the stories and about Chadwick's personality that I don't think he would have been anti-recast. I think he would have told him that's what you need to do because it's bigger than just him and for what it meant to people. But it is what it is. I give it a six. All right. And Matt, would you change this whatever you gave it? I think it was a five as well. Nope. It stays as a five. Haven't thought about this. I mean, again, this is not one of the movies that I would revisit. Go back to it. There's nothing to glean from it. There's nothing to say like, oh, well, maybe... If I see it again, I'll see something differently. Like, there's none of that for this movie. And all of the final movies in each phase led up to something, whether it was Avengers, Avengers 2, which was not as great, and Infinity War, and Endgame, and then you get this. I mean, pretty much any movie, this past phase, the two years worth of Disney unevenness. I mean, this is what you got. And like most of these movies in this phase, I probably wouldn't come back to. I've seen Civil War and Winter Soldier maybe about three times in the past two months. 